Welcome to the Board and DE Podcast, and now your host, Tucker. What's going on, everybody? It's your man, Tuck, from Board and DE, and today I have a dear friend, Jasmine, a.k.a. The Bar Chef. What's going on, lady? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, fine. We ain't making no noise over here. Well, welcome back to Delaware, you know. I know we ain't got thank that you, West Coast you. weather, so you had to pull out the coats and stuff. Yeah, but it's always good. I like the layers. All right, it's so hoodie let season. Off, let me start off with this. What made you uh, leave Delaware? Um, I was doing all right at the time, like financially. I had a little good job. I was bartending for a couple years, and I was just always just, I wanted to like branch off. Um been going to LA like my whole life. So I have family there. So um, I had the opportunity to go with a good friend. She lived there for a couple of years already. So we just jumped at the opportunity. The time it was good before COVID hit, unfortunately. So, you know, I, I have nothing tying me down. My, my parents and my family were supportive. So I just took the, took the leap. It was a good time until COVID hit. And, you know, things became a little crazy, a little strange, but it was an experience. And I took the best out of, you know, made the best out of what I, what I could while I was there, you know. So mm-hmm. out of all, like, the circumstances that was going on, because it got tough. Yeah, and I made uh, my little travel to Arizona. <laughs> but but uh, you left Delaware to go to Cali, and you said you're in Arizona mm-hmm. now? Yeah. Then I went to Arizona for a little bit during the summer, which that was a different experience, and I loved it. So I'll take Arizona over California any day. Oh, okay, yeah, because I have it's a beautiful. that uh, lives it's down beautiful. there. It's beautiful. He said he's never coming yeah. back. He loves it. No, Arizona there, um, it kind of reminds you of being here in Delaware. It feels like home. Um, the The cost of living is around the same. Okay. Um, you just get better weather, better scenery. The moon, the sky, the mountains is awesome. And if you go up north, it gets cold. So some places have snow right now. I know I was in um, I was in Scottsdale, and I think they're still hitting like ninety degrees right now, and I'm so jealous. So yeah, it's cold. Freezing that day, but it's beautiful. I love the fall time. I was excited to come back home, especially for the holidays. So I was, I'm, I'm happy to be home regardless of like you know what's going on outside because your parents are still here right mm-hmm. yeah this home state yeah. yeah yeah sap is still there so he was just here for his artist zuki um this past weekend she released an album zuki g and we had a listening party for her um on market street at the studio market okay so it was a pretty you good time and I, I did some drinks there so yeah so it was a good time there yeah so i love that studio yeah. i like what the guy did out of there it was a yeah. pretty like it was nice in there so yes yes definitely nice now mm-hmm. when i met you you were doing some modeling and yes where did when, when did the jump from modeling to bartender happen um well 
I kind of just eased my way out of modeling. It was just like a, just like a smooth transition. Um, at the time, I was kind of like going through like a lot in life, and I just couldn't keep up with modeling and doing the go sees and going to New York. And it, I just felt like it wasn't in the cards for me at the time. And I felt like if I wasn't going to give my all in something, I'm just going to have to just focus on something else. So um, I went through a phase where uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't have a job for a couple of months. And I had one out like on a random date. Um, this guy took me to New Orleans in Old Newcastle. And uh, we sat at the bar. And it was my first time there. And the bartender there looked at me and she was like, do you need a job? And I'm just like, they written on my forehead, yes. So I went in like the like two days later, I got hired and um they wanted me to start on the bar and I trained on the bar there. Um they just gave me just an open experience um of just learning how to be a bartender, how to be creative, but just still learning how to do it the right way, you know, having fun with it. But um not overpouring, you know what I'm saying? Not just making any kind of crazy drink and thinking people going to like it. So it really gave me an opportunity to grow with the, um, the couple years that I worked there. So that's what really got me into it. And then um, another place came and stole me. And then that's when it really took off from there. And it gave me an opportunity like, hey, I can really see myself doing this. I started doing, um, we did a little bit of catering. So on the side, I would do like uh, small anniversaries and birthdays. I did a couple weddings on the Strand and it really just opened up. I'm just like, I like doing this. And my parents kind of got a little history with catering too, really like, okay. you know, cook and do things like that too. So, and my dad was a bartender. So it's kind of in the blood a little bit. Yeah. So my dad's like, whatever you feel like you want to put your heart into, you're all in, go for it you good at it you know we went through it with my brother you know you yeah. it takes a while for you to you know success doesn't come overnight you got to just keep going so you know what i'm saying so this kind of i'm, I'm kind of trying to build myself up from here so that's where we're starting at and that's what california helped do for me too being you know kind of like down and not working as much that's what's up, though, because to I, have to say, mm -hmm. I have been following you on social media heavy, and mm -hmm. I love the work you put in. Like, you don't come off bragging. Actually, following your stream could be educational because you always share the mm -hmm. ingredients. You always share, like, before and afters, and I love yeah. how you put the final touches on it. Like, you just don't mix something in the glass and be like, here, you know, yeah. it has a presentation. To the point where, like, I don't even want to drink this. I just want to take it home and put it on the shelf. That's what a lot of people say. It's kind of a way of me maybe kind of separating myself because I feel like a lot of um, our mainstream markets are saturated, especially with um, a lot of Black-owned business. Everybody's going in, um, for something for themselves right now, and I'm mm -hmm. all for it. So it's like, how do you separate yourself from what the next person is doing. So I know that people do make drinks and, you know, and they sell drinks and they sell them a certain type of way. So I just wanted my presentation just to come off a little bit different 
um, based off of um, what I follow on Instagram and drinks that I like to drink when I go out to different cocktail bars. Because that's another experience that I love to do. I love to go to do like speakeasies or find like, you know, like bars. I don't care if they hold the wall sometimes, but I, I like the good joints where you go and get like a good classic cocktail. You know, sometimes people don't want to spend a couple dollars. But, you know, sometimes it's worth it when you really get the experience and how drinks are being made now. It's like a whole different experience. So, right. and I see like Wilmington's growing on to that too. So mm-hmm. that's what I love about it as well. So it's like coming back home won't be so bad because we didn't like have much of that when I left. So it grew within the year and some time I was going. So I love yeah. that. Yeah, because you really mm-hmm. do got a flair because the only other person I could say I had uh met and i had a flair is my girlfriend she does bartending and okay she she gets creative like that and everything and mm-hmm. i had to i had to tell her i was like yo you gotta get your shit together because i'm putting jazz on the podcast <laughs> and i know you don't want me to put her on there before you you know because i'll be sleeping on the couch but she knows your family because we look at you all the time because i have a picture of you up on yeah. the wall and everything and um, mm-hmm. I just love how you put your effort, like you put effort into it. It's it's it's, it's it takes a lot. It's behind the scenes, it is a lot. And yesterday really proved when you really do things as like a content, um, content creator on Instagram, and you really gotta go and go into depth with like how you post things. Like it's 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 a lot that goes into like just doing a simple drink depending on how you are as a person, how you want the quality of your picture to come out. I'm very, very picky. So I don't like for the glass to sweat. So you make sure you gotta have your shot set up right. Your drink could be prepped, but don't put it on ice just yet. Make sure you get the light just right. Make sure you got the garnishes ready. Cause when it's time to flick, it's time to flick and get the and get those shots. So hopefully you can get to the drink before it get all watery. So, spoken, spoken like a model that's been in front of the camera. She know what she's doing. Yeah, you gotta go in real quick, and you know, just get those, get those touches because it's like I don't like the sweat. I don't like the glasses sweat either. Now, so, I will, mm-hmm. I will say this: that um, I'm a drinker. <clears throat> Excuse me, always. Been. Mm-hmm. And I love me. Yes, no, you have, you have good taste. You really go yeah. for like the darker things, right? And, and, and I'm a whiskey drinker, whiskey, scotch. Yep, bourbon. I know you are. And the thing mm-hmm. that I like about you and people like my girlfriend is that you really know how to make a drink. You're not like a Coke in a shot type person or a beer in a shot. No. Because, you know, I go to some Once places, in a while. that's all you can get. But then I've been yeah. to places where I ask for like, can I get a old-fashioned Manhattan, and the person's like... What? We don't have those ingredients. I've I've had those experiences, too, and I hate that. That's just like... They're looking at you like you crazy or you bougie or something. I'm just like... And then you're looking like, you got all the ingredients, they're right there. (laughs) Yes, but that kind of separates, like, the bartenders from, like, the dive bartenders or, like, Mm -hmm. your really detailed mixologists, people who really go into you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. there's a difference it, it definitely is because mm-hmm. I, I, a matter of fact uh, let me tell you a funny story me and kim briscoe was hanging out probably about four or five years ago good friend of mine and we okay. went to this bar it was kind of it was 
it was supposed to be urban upscale. Fine. So I go in there and I ask for an old fashioned. The woman had no clue. So she pulls out her phone mm. to look at it. That's fine because it's a lot yeah. of drinks out there. I have no problem, but at least she went and looked into it. Ken asked for a martini, and you would have thought he said that in Greek. Because she was like, <laughs> I don't think we have the ingredients for a martini here. And now, when me and Ken hang out, Ken, Ken Ken's kind of, he, he could be a smart ass. But okay. he didn't go there on her like that. He kindly told her and pointed out what she had. And he had to basically stand over while she made the drink because he had no idea what the martini was. And Understandable. After that, we take our drinks and we go to the other side of the bar. And he's like, upscale urban, huh? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and we laughed about well, it. How was the drink? My drink was okay, and Ken, I think his was okay. It was like, like I said, this was about four or five years ago, but I just remember it mm -hmm. because both him and I went there to talk to the owner about doing some promotional stuff because I was still taking pictures, and Ken was helping business owners, you know, build their brand. Okay. And after that, we kind of just finished the drinks, paid our tabs, and we went elsewhere. And stuff. Okay. And sadly, the place didn't last too long after that. Mm, that sucks but, but that's one thing that i do like as a guest or a customer that you know what you like to drink and you know what's in your drink you know sometimes people will come up to you and be like can i get a such and such and don't know what's in it i'm just like well i'm sorry i haven't heard of every drink but if i ask you what's in the drink that you're asking me for you should know what's in it or you shouldn't be drinking it so that's one thing I always like. Got a I have people questioning themselves sometimes. Like, don't just be drinking anything. Like, please know what's in it. Please know what you're drinking because so you, you never know. Bartender. Yeah, sometimes. Like, yeah, I'm like, because I'm like I say, I, I'm used to like older people, but like when you get younger people coming in, they be asking for all these like crazy drinks and like crazy shots. I I at least expect you to know what you're drinking and what's in it like just don't ask me for something and then i tell you you're like oh i don't like that i'm like what you, you asked for it though exactly so that says me and you both some time mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know, yes norley's gave you your start norley's is actually a nice cozy place i went there a couple it times is. And, and their bar has that nice cozy feel so shout out it to norley's for uh birth in the bar chef you know yeah, it's been a while, so I wonder if they're still doing good amongst uh, all this. Because, you know, a lot of restaurants around there are like mom and pop. But right. they really do well because a lot of the locals like to go there and give all their money. Yeah, so, yeah. when you started doing bartending, I was still ping-pong mm -hmm. in between here, Philly, and New York. And yeah. the one time I tried to go see you, they was like, Oh, her last day was the other day. She moved out west. I was like, ain't this some shit? <laughs> ain't this some shit? I came to that bar just like, to see you, and the girl was like, yeah. Be, but we had good food there. Just be actually, going with the wind. Yeah, actually, a, a a neighbor of mine was working there, so he he looked out and stuff. So it, it was it was good. But okay. Like, I'm gonna just pull up your Instagram real quick, and. Mm -hmm. I was just checking it out, and I'm like, yo, I seen this drink. Beautiful. And I'm like, oh, oh that's very that interesting. I was, I'm trying to I'm trying to work on that right there, that Branson um, cognac thing right there. Mm -hmm. When I worked over, when I worked in Arizona, I worked for a comedy club called Stand Up Live Phoenix. 
And um, we had a lot of great guests come through, but one was uh, DC Young McFly, if I say that right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he and 50 share the same, like a couple of the same managers. Mm -hmm. So um, it was a crazy weekend. And um, when, a couple of my parting gifts were some of those those brands and bottles that were left over in the room. So, you know, I was like, hey, Chanel, do you, like, do you mind if I like take these bottles? I, I love to make some content with them and, you know, Hopefully we can work on something. So that's what one thing I'm trying to work on. So, and that's a really good cognac as well. So you got to try that one. And, and it comes in um, at least four different varieties, but it's, it's really nice. It's good. It's smooth. And a message mm -hmm. to y'all Hennessy drinkers. There are other cognacs. Please. No disrespect to Henny, but yeah, I like the Henny, like the, the VSOP, but I'm not a big old like Henny drinker. I like it in the punch where you can't taste it as much. But, okay, yeah. and then we got this uh, drink right here. Mm-hmm. That was this a fun one. one. Yes, looks, that was one of my delicious. fun ones. And that yes, was I think that coaster. was... <laughs> I think that was a bramble. Yeah, that was like a cool coaster that we had around the apartment. Just, you know, like just fun stuff. We had like a nice white counter, so boom, nice background. Make the drink stand out real quick. So now, that was just like a fun little drink I threw together. Now tell me about this one here. Oh, uh, I call that the Hail Mary. Mm -hmm. And um, that was like pineapple juice. Um, I also threw like some cayenne pepper in there. It's an egg white um, finish on top for the, you know, for the added foam. It's vodka base. So it's kind of like spicy. And then it has like a mix of um, like a, I don't know if I pronounce it right. Is it like Tajin ta ta rim? That like spicy, like people love that spicy, like new red stuff. I think it's like T-A-J-I-N. Yeah, I have a hard time pronouncing that sometimes. Forgive me. And that's that rim on there. And I'm not a spicy drinker, but like I said, I was playing around with that one. And just taking just like random house ingredients, just because it was the middle of like Corona, I couldn't you know get my hands on everything I wanted. So I'm just looking around the kitchen like I'm bored. What can I like chef up today? While well, I can catch the sun really quick. So that came about really nicely. So it was actually really yummy. Now this last one right here, mm -hmm. the sparkling blueberry old fashioned. High old fashioned. Milk. Oh. That was Boy, fun. I saw them blueberries. I was mm -hmm. like, yo, I need that in my life. <laughs> I, I got that. a thing for making blueberry syrup. So that was a really like fun um like spin to put on, especially an old fashioned where you just don't have to do like club soda or like water. Mm -hmm. So and it's still very strong as well. So it's a pretty good drink. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to try to link up with you and get you to come over because uh, we got mm -hmm. plenty of alcohol here. Like I said, she's a bartender, so so you probably got a good little uh, bar over there. You got a bar cart? Yeah, well, actually, we're working on it right now. Just the bottles are stacked on mm -hmm. one of my old shelves in the kitchen <laughs> and stuff. Oh, we that's just fine. Moved, yeah, we just moved here in July, so oh, you know, nice! Congrats! Yeah, thanks, thanks. We're just getting set up and everything. <laughs> but um, I I love your work. I love your work on Instagram and. I, 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 it's I'm just, trying to get I better. Like, I'm like little jazz. I, Munchy is making drinks. Yeah, I'm always gonna be Munchy. That's <laughs> always gonna be me. But yeah, just I don't. 
I don't know. I actually love it. It's like, I love it more than like modeling. Modeling was, it was cool too. You know how like we all go through phases and I got in that off of like a whim and you know, that was cool. But this is like, it's a lot that goes into it. It's like, it's a, it's a form of art when you, when you look at it and it's like, it's a whole different world. I see like people do like competitions and I can't, I'm not going to say I can't ever, but um, I'm, I like flaring. Flaring is pretty cool when you watch certain videos. And um, hopefully when we are able to travel again, I want to go to like Japan because they have like over there, like Tokyo, they have like some of like the best like bars over there. So especially when it comes to like whiskey and like sakis, and I'm like getting interested in sake too because sake is good. Tokyo got the best mm-hmm. nightlife. So yeah, that to too. You think you back in the eighties or the nineties? The way they play hip hop and soul music. Man, That's you, cool. You forget you're in Japan, so yeah, Man. I, I feel you on that trip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a a lady I like on Instagram. Her name was a uh, beautiful booze, and um, she would tour around. She literally lives out of her suitcase, and I got I got like really inspired off of like what she does and. She's like one of your like Instagram friends you never met, but like I talk all the time. Mm-hmm. She's so she's like so cool. Um, she has great content. Of course, she you know she verifies. She flies around, so she did like this crazy tour and like a bar tour. She did a good one in New Orleans as well. That was that was super nice. So I look at her and I'm just like, that's where I like I draw some inspiration from because she does some fly stuff. Cool. Cool. I can't wait till you start putting out mm-hmm. bar, you know, bar chef merchandise, you know, some shot glasses and stuff. You know? <laughs> That's coming up. Yeah. I mean, with the way the pandemic well, we going, shot glass, you know. it's yeah, it'd be hard to order stuff depending on where you get it from. Right. Right. Well, I so, can share some stuff where I, where I order some stuff from and see if it works out for you. Cause you know, always I would love that. The desk. <laughs> That that's so you are right. <laughs> yep, I was gonna say I got a little drink. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just incredible because like it seemed like when you left Delaware and you went to California, it just seemed like you just took off. Like I always think that was your element, you know, to be yeah. out to be around people because you always been a great people person and you always been mm-hmm. friendly and smiling. And then just to see you as a bartender, I'm like, I know she cool as shit as a bartender. My God. Yeah, it's it's fun. You know, it's it's experience. You're a therapist. Mm-hmm. It's depending on where you work. So you, your personality will definitely guide you where you fit in in the bar world. So whether you work at a club, a hotel, pub, I don't know, a lounge. There's so many different elements to it. So, but your personality will definitely take you far in the game, especially if you really know what you're doing. And overall, confidence is key because I mean, like, it's always kind of all eyes on you. Somebody's always watching you do something, and it, it kind of turns into a show sometimes. So, I don't know. It, it's a lot. You can't be shy. I don't think so. And you really, I don't like smart ass bartenders either. But sometimes, you know, you get those snippy ones. Sometimes you get a little attitude. But well, I know you give it right back. You know, yeah, you know, know you, you know. Right sometimes, back. but you gotta kill them with kindness. At the end of the day, that's what I've been kind of learning as I've been getting older. Because you don't know what somebody's been like, what somebody goes through. And I've had a hard day when I worked retail. And my first stop was I got off and I sat at the bar. 
and sometimes they'll renew what I wanted, slide it right down the bar, you know, right in front of you. So, you know, I kind of sometimes just turn out of the cheek and sometimes the person will turn around just, you know, no matter what. So yeah. I've had different experience with that. Having been a bartender here in Delaware, California, and Arizona, how would you say how people run their bars is a little bit different? Because I know here in Delaware, I know my girl hates it because a lot of places want the bartenders to share tips, especially if it's a big bar mm -hmm. or something like that. And I'm and in California, I've always just been a drinker. I never really had a bartender from yeah. there to ask them. And Arizona, I haven't been yet. But now that you're there mm -hmm. and my boy there, as soon as this COVID stuff break, I'm on the next thing smoking. Yeah, well, for me, sometimes I, I just think it's it's like the establishment and um, the team itself. But um, most places I've worked at, we've never really pulled tips because um, I've been a host, I've been a server, I've, I've worked in the kitchen, I've done it all, you know. So especially working at mom and pop restaurants, you kind of pull, you know, you pull your, pull your weight when it's needed in certain places. Um, but as far as being a bartender, we kind of like little C's in a way, you know what I'm saying? Um, because we're kind of like taken from the servers, even though like we are making your drinks. I've worked at places where sometimes we get like 10% of your tips at the end of the night. So I'm making a hefty chunk of what you're making, but the drinks are pricey. It's a, it's a whole different thing. That's why they always say tip your servers in cash because you do get like double taxed on the thing. It's, it's just, it's a whole mess sometimes, but cash is great, even though cash is becoming really nothing these days. Yeah, so, everything yeah. is a swipe and pay or you know, yeah. contactless pay and everything. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering how yep. that would work out with the servers and people that get tips and stuff like that, getting taxed double time when it's not yeah. cash. But who cares yeah. about I mean, cash, yeah. especially with COVID? People like everybody's mm -hmm. a germaphobe. It's dirty, yeah, and it's dirty. But then again, it was it was kind of like funny because some places kind of only accepted cash, and then some places didn't accept cash. But I would kind of expect you not to accept cash or whatever the case is. But I mean, due to COVID, people did tip a little bit better than usual. You know, support your local bartenders or your favorite restaurants. Work. You know, because, you know, even everybody needs a little support goes around, supposedly comes around. But it, I understand that, you know, everybody kind of needs to eat. So I get it. Now, now, <laughs> people now, don't now, tip. It's a now, big thing when people are like, especially when it comes to to go. It's a big debate on like whether you tip to go or not. You know what I'm saying? So. I think COVID kind of changed that for folks just to, you know, support people, you know, but yeah, I can't. <laughs> now, Arizona, do you have a bar that you're working at now or you're still floating around due to COVID? Well, I'm on pause now from being at the, um, at the comedy club from being back home. Cause I'll be here for a couple months just due to COVID and the cases going back up. Arizona's went up a lot. Um, I've read because I still kind of follow here and there, so mm. that's kind of going to be put off. And I kind of there, I was kind of by myself. So here, I'm more with family. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll just kind of kind of relax here at home and just keep the focus going on here. You know, my scenery kind of always changes. I'm always kind of moving around, always readjusting, always changing. So this is just. 
kind of another phase that, you know, we're all going through at the same time. So now, what was your biggest obstacle becoming a bartender? What was like the thing you had, the hurdle you had to get over becoming a bartender? Um, California taught me a lot and California hurts your feelings too. It's about over there. It was kind of about like who, you know, in a way, but it's very competitive there. And the one thing that did drive me there is because of my experience of all my years of going there. And I'm not going to say it deterred me from never going back because I'm definitely going to go back. But people tell you, like, like you say, you belong somewhere. And when you get somewhere and reality like hits you, it was very hard for me to find a job there at first. So it was a lot of like no's and driving like half an hour 45 minutes to get to this interview and you think it go great and you don't get it and mm. sometimes it's just like it's like a waiting game and it kind of sucked versus being here in delaware where i kind of never had a problem with getting a job right. um so i kind of carried that attitude with me when i went there and i definitely like got smacked down to the ground real quick and reality set in and bills ain't waiting for nobody so you know target came in and saved your girl's life until something else picked up <laughs> And I'll forever love Target because that was a crazy experience and going through that through COVID and being an essential worker and then finally getting a job because things were like going to be normal and then the shutdown, which kind of like stripped me out of everything. So, yeah, that's the one thing. Home always, I can say home always like treated me good. It's like, like I say, it kind of sucks when you say like you got to know someone to get in somewhere because... You know, it, it kind of is true. So you, it's always good to have a good rapport, a good reputation. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't burn your bridges because you never know. So that's kind of how I like to kind of carry myself, especially like in this industry. So and coming from L.A., a false reality over there. So I know a lot of people there who have a different sense of reality than what we actually live, you know. So, yeah. Definitely a wake up day. call because I mm -hmm. know with me, it's certain bars that I only go to when I know the bartender I enjoy that talking too. to is there. Yes, like I'll yes, go to people like that. Totally different if my favorite bartender ain't working, and it's not they're mm -hmm. not my favorite bartender because they give me more, but they're my favorite bartender because I rarely have to tell them what I want to drink, and mm -hmm. one spot. As soon as he see me coming in the door, he already got my pint of Guinness waiting. Yeah. Like, he already knows. Love like, those. And, and he knows that. And those indeed are the best. They, they're definitely the best. And they can yes. make sense when something's on your mind. You know, because they yeah. can see you at your highs and in your lows. So, they, mm -hmm. and it's not like you're confiding to somebody you don't know. After a while, you build a relationship and it's like you yeah. become friends. Now, we may not do family picnics or nothing like that, but he's still yeah. a friend and everything. Mm -hmm. I think that's great about bartenders. And to be a bartender slash mixologist with a wide knowledge of drinks, not, you know, oh, I only know how to make drinks with Ciroc in it, you know, Ciroc pineapple, Ciroc this, this, mm -hmm. this, and this. Then you got some people who be like, well, I only know uh, 
certain cognacs. I know Hennessy. I know Cavazier and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When you got somebody that know different brands and different drinks, it's it's a beautiful thing. Cause I know yeah. I walked into this one bar in Philly, um, Hop Sing Laundromat. It's like a um, speakeasy. It's one oh, of the so best that sounds speakeasy. cool. It's one of the best speakeasies I've ever seen, been in Philly. And let me tell you about okay. this real quick. You know, I know this is about you, but I got to share this real quick. When you no, go, fine. there's no marking on the door. It's just the door. You knock the, on door, the door, okay, it's one of those. One of those big Michael Clark Duncan dudes come out and be like, <laughs> how many in your party? He'll look and he'll be like, wait right here. He'll go back and this little Korean dude to come out. At least I think he's Korean. He'll come okay, out and he'll look dude. at you and he'll ask you, how did you hear about this place? And Ooh. you'll tell him, and if you drop a name, it better be a name that you really know because mm-hmm. he knows his people. Like when I first went, I was like, yeah, my coworker Rob dropped it. And I just happened to have my phone and I showed it to him, showed him a picture of Rob. He was like, good peoples. You got to turn your phone off. Okay. I'm like, okay. okay. Then they got this list of house rules, no photography. No cell phones, no loud conversations, all cash, no credit, all cash. So when you get in there, it's just plush. Mm. It's like velvet, like the couches. It's like you almost want to kick your shoes off. And when they make the drinks, it's all fresh ingredients, all fresh. Like if your drink got some, some lemon in it, those lemons will squeeze. Orange juice, yeah, it was squeezed. That's me. Lime juice, it was squeezed. Like nothing mm-hmm. comes in the bottle. Out the bottle, and, yeah. And that's what I believe the in. Are pricey. Like mm-hmm. they run anywhere from twelve they to worth twenty dollars. They are so good, and they're filling. Yeah, they're it's worth not it. Like they're yes. skimpy drink. They're filling. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have like thirty of them to get something. Like you, you get your second one, you like. I'm feeling nice and everything. Yeah. And everything's fresh and they make it in front of you. So, which that makes it a little slow, but it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. Definitely worth it. I mean, because in the line of service, it's like, you know, when you sit down, you get greeted, you get your water, you get your drink. It might take a couple minutes for your alcoholic drink to come out, especially if you do go to like a special cocktail bar because they, they require several more ingredients. Some might be stirred, not shaken. So, you know, it depends on how many ingredients got to go, how busy the place is. So you do like, but for you to get something quality, I feel like, you know, it builds up the momentum. So uh, I always hope it's worth it every time somebody has to wait for a drink because it sucks when you have to wait and you get a drink and you're like, what is this? Send it back. So I can, I can, that place sounds so cool though. Yeah. Hop singing. Yeah, no. I'm not sure how they're doing with COVID, but if you Google them, okay. you'll see some stuff. And another one right here in Delaware's backyard is um Hummingbird to Mars. Very I've been cool. there like maybe twice. That place is very awesome. Yes. I love that place. So I'm, I hope they, they keep up their business. So, I mean, you yeah, know, I what I'm saying? I know it's a little fickle on. right now. Yeah, I think they so. have a couple things going on during COVID and everything. I mean, you know, it's already a small place. So, yeah. You know, so their capacity is pretty quick, small. Especially if you got a good mm-hmm. band there. Well, good piano player. Yeah. And, and everything. So, that is true. What's up next for you? Um, well, like just bringing some new fresh, um, fresh new content. Like I said, just getting readjusted to being back home. Um, 
I am working on um, bottling up some of these great juices that I create, your cocktails. So um, hopefully I can get those out. So like I was telling you, I'm just working on um, um, finding out how to get certain products and, you know, labeling, labels and stuff like that. So, okay. you know, when it comes to that. So that's one thing that I'm working on, making sure that um, I really like the drinks that I'm giving out. So um, the, what I want to do is basically just like how you get, you see these pictures on Instagram, mm -hmm. I want you to be able to create that in your home. So I'm kind of giving you like an experience in the bottle. So that's what I'm, my next, my next jump right now. So, you know. presentation be on point. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. looking at this stuff, I'm like, yo, is she going mm -hmm. to do something like some flashcards with the picture of the liquor on the front and you flip it on the back mm -hmm. you got the ingredients and how to make it you sell it like you selling like you already cards. know you, you already know you want to it yes sir yeah. so yeah like i said i want to give you an experience in a bottle i'm not going to say it's not hard but um it, it does take time to do anything especially if you want to you want it to be your best like um when i dehydrate the fruit every time it's not perfect um but now I'm getting uh, I'm getting adjusted to doing it. You know, when it comes to syrups, everyone is not perfect. I experiment. Um, my favorite one that I made thus far for the first time was this um, cinnamon apple one that I put in that Branson cognac. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, Tuck, that is a good one. So, mm -hmm. like I said, it's an experience. So, um, when it comes to me making these drinks, I want you at home to be able to make these drinks. Um, so I've been getting a couple of people that have been asking me like, hey, are you interested in you like doing some cocktails for like, we're stuck at home. So um, I, I've been trying to find a way to keep it creative, but um, keep in mind, um, everybody doesn't have a lot of money, including myself. So I'm not out here buying all the name brand stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I'm still giving you a quality drink I'm not giving you nothing that's going to give you a headache either. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, real, so... When, you got to use real liquor. Yeah. You got to use real liquor. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's, you know, like I said, it's different, it's different levels to, you know, the liquor. So it's always going to be, you know, like my favorite one of, like, I'm not going to say it's like a real tequila, but um, over Jose Cuervo, I like salsa. If I want to get a little fancy... I might do Casamigos if I like you that much because I love me a Casamigos. But when it comes to a bourbon, Jim Beam is really good for a good price. You know what I'm saying? You can get that in good flavors. It, it has a good proof to it. You know, even um, Jack. And I love Jack's Gentleman Jack right now. Um, that's pretty good. That's one of my favorite ones. I was like, man, that's one of the best ones they put out. So I'm just like, that's definitely, you know, like I said, when it comes to it, um, vodka, I'm getting on vodka. Vodka is a hard one for me because I don't really drink vodka. But but vodka is a pretty easy one to experiment with. So I try to kind of hit all four um, categories when it comes to making cocktails. And we all know, like, scotch is just scotch. Right. And um, that's not one of my greatest um, ones at the moment either. But I'm going to brush up on him soon. So, <laughs> well, I wish you yeah. all the best because you know, I've been Thank a fan you. of you since wow, I think we met in 08, I think. Yeah, it's been, you got yeah. a little history because you know what? Even a picture popped up with me, you, and Sarah doing one of her mm -hmm. many fashion shows. I love those memories. Like, wow, we used to really, we did a lot of <laughs> stuff together. We did, we did, we we did definitely. Nice 
And I'm so proud of you. You you doing your thing, yeah. and I was dying Thank to get you. you on here. And when I heard you was back in the area, even though I couldn't see it over there, but with the time difference, it would have been crazy. But yeah, now back here, it's like wow. I'm still missing that. I didn't catch you when you was on your way to work. You know. Mm -hmm. But um, I gotta ask you about this drink right here. Um, Which on. one? This one here. Uh, strawberry. Oh, that was just a strawberry margarita. Honestly, but I like how um, you did. Just, the strawberry just made with the strawberry um just made with homemade strawberry syrup um like, quantum tequila that? is that like a lime or something? um yeah it's actually um because i i or like kiwi? to play with my garnishes so i like the experiment like i can make like flowers out of like strawberries and you know if you take the time like i say you can make anything look good so um the lime the lime grind wasn't working well with how i had the picture set up so i don't know it just slipped on there and it clipped and it's just like dusted with like some i think it was sugar or it might have been i think it was sugar on there okay. but um i don't know it just came out really interesting but garnishes really make the, the picture pop so it'll be a couple times where i might gotta you know grab the tongues and flick it and play with it a couple times before it gets just right so yeah now this picture then, right here all garnishes are edible dope. This picture right here is dope. I like that. What you're oh, saying the sangria. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, that was our kitchen counter. Just great lighting. The sangria like, I made the first time. It came out good. Mm -hmm. It was a good sangria. I think that was like maybe the beginning of COVID. I think maybe. So we sipped on that. We were watching, yeah, you know, like CNN. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so what should, that was what definitely a fun one. When you out, when you out with your friends and you're not the bar chef, you're just Jasmine. What's your go-to drink? Um, when I'm not being like crazy fancy, um, I'm going to probably always maybe go with like, depending on how I'm feeling, I'm probably start with like maybe a whiskey sour. Um, I love Jameson as like in my whiskey sours or, um, if you know, like if it's a, a good bar and they know how to make a good mule, I love Irish mules um, because I love um, ginger beer. It's just something about them. They're really good. But um, always Manhattans. And the way um, different bars make Manhattans down, especially if you know how to make a good one, they go a long way, you know, because it's just straight liquor right there. Mm -hmm. I know you got some big things coming up. And I'm definitely going to be on your heels, checking it out and everything. I want to thank you for coming out, spending some time thank with you. the old fella and stuff. It's so good to see you. And it was my pleasure. It's awesome to see you. So we can get you over here. You can meet my lady and y'all can definitely do what bartenders do when y'all get together. You know, get everybody else drunk. <laughs> no, we can definitely do that. We can create some content. It'd be great to collab on something. I'm willing. I'm down. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, um, real quick for the people that are going to end up listening to this, like we'll have a video and then we have the audio. Tell them how they can mm -hmm. find you. Um, well, I'm on Instagram. Well, it's actually um, it's the Bar Chief. So, Tuck. So it's on Instagram at the Bar Chief. Okay. T H E B A R C H I E F. Um, and that's where you can see everything that I have going on. Um, I'm still working on the website at the moment. Um, so I need a little bit for that, but you know, of course, just like Instagram, I kind of put everything on there. So, um, working on some reels and working on getting more like video content out as well, instead of just, you know, doing pictures so people could, can really see what's going on and, you know, see a little technique or, you know, 
I'm learning how to do my flair a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. And while you're here, are you going to make yourself available for events or something like that? If somebody wants to do something, they could just absolutely. contact you your Instagram. Yes, absolutely. That's what I've been trying to do. Because um, I also have um, the bar chief um, at gmail.com. If you wanted to read out on there as well for um, questions or DMs as well on there. My uh, page. I try to keep my pictures on there as maybe tasteful as po- professional as possible. Okay. <laughs> so you you probably see me as minimal as possible on, on there, but it is like my product, my service page. So you can see everything on there. If you like, I have other, like other pictures that I don't post. So if you want like, you know, you want a little book, I can give you all everything you need. I can give you quotes and like on how to do things. Cause I usually work by myself, but, um, I do have my mom help me do some things as well. So she's like the backbone between me and my brother with doing events. So, okay, yeah, I'm definitely good. down to start doing that again in Delaware because there's always something going on here. So, <laughs> absolutely. Well, Jasmine, dear, welcome mm-hmm. back. You know, we love Thank you, you and everything. And I love we you guys definitely too. wake up because you said you're going to be here for a couple months. Yeah, I'm going to be here. Okay. So, you know, I'll be around. So, I'm definitely going to extend the invite and have you come over mm-hmm. and, and watch y'all two collab and stuff because I know I recorded her earlier. So, I'll be putting okay. your episodes almost like back to back. So, I would love to, okay. to get you around. And plus, I'm still good with the camera and some video. So, hopefully, we can go ahead and take some, some back, some footage and everything like that that both of you guys can use. But okay. I can't I can't thank you enough. I really appreciate absolutely. You. I love you, <laughs> sis. I missed you. Thank, thank you. you. Absolutely love you home. too. And thank you. We're gonna go ahead and wrap this up, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, if you haven't already, visit uh bordend.com and the new bordendelaware.com. Because people was like was bored in DE. Mm-hmm. So I went and got bored in Delaware. So you can go bordendelaware.com okay. and get to the site. Join the mailing list, follow us, you know, be up to date. Um, we drop new podcast episodes every Thursday. We're not doing something this Thursday because it's Thanksgiving. Um, also, stay on tune for the, the new podcast where I'm talking all about me and my adventures. Life According to Uncle Tuck. That's coming to you real soon. <laughs> and until next time, this is your man Tuck, Board and DE. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. I see, Jazz, that was it. Oh, that's cool, Tuck. I see you doing it. Yeah, that was it. That was it. And stuff. I so like that. What I'll do, my producer will take this. He'll edit it up and everything. And okay. um, I'll let you know when it drops. It's going to be, uh, it's available where all podcasts are streamed, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, okay. all of that. Um, the video okay. will be on our YouTube page, which we're starting to build up and everything. And, oh, yeah. Okay. So it's trying to look a little rough, but... Hey, I get a little right. beauty makeover on Sunday, so I've been like, you know, it's, it's I'm going to go fun. back to my little pixie cut, so I'm going to get my hair cut and stuff, get back things together. <laughs> I want you to have a good night, and I will be in touch. Thank you, Tuck. Keep posting Absolutely. Pictures, it was great. I will. You gonna, if you like what I posted, you're going to love what I got coming, so That's I ain't going to let you down. <laughs> Thank you. All right. See you later, Jack. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> okay.